0: Everyone, I want to go fully off the top of my head and discuss everything I need to say about religion. It won't take me very long. Most of what have been said has been said, but here are new things. In the world of religion, there is a culture in some parts of each and every denomination of christianity for starters where i heard stories of people running to each other at the nightclubs even though they say night club life is sinful they'll say that gambling is sinful but they run into each other while they're trying to um, cop lottery tickets for themselves. I've heard this is where people say strip clubs are sinful, but they run into each other at strip clubs. I've heard of people say smoking tobacco is sin, but they run into each other in line in order to purchase tobacco smoking products. Which means they smoke together, too. Um, I've heard in some instances of some people saying alcohol is a sin, but they run into each other at a bar or a tavern, or they run into each other at an adult comedy club, even though they say adult comedy clubs are wrong, since. And they drink together. They'll actually do all these things together, even though they say that these ways of living are "quote unquote" of iniquity. So I had to recognize that's a world of, that's an aspect of the world of religion that's not talked about. You have Christians, many of them, not all of them, who are made to feel unholy because a lot of them have kinky sex lives, married and unmarried. that hey, it, it happens. Yes, you have vanilla sex lives in that world, um, married and unmarried, but the kinky part is what makes the religious leadership go. That's taboo in the name of Jesus. So me being in the world of religion has taught me, for example, I'll give give this example. When you're in that world, favoritism does exist. They make millions of dollars these mega-churches But... they don't put enough money into... make the gospel effective for people with disabilities. Uh, people who are Black, and people who are abuse survivors. Basically, They don't put enough money to make the gospel effective for people like me. Because I I have autism by society. But they'll spend so much money on having televangelists show up to their church. They'll spend so much money on uh, buildings and programs dedicated to Entertainment uh, and property surrounding the church, the whole land and acres. They'll spend money on typical growth Their average community service projects. And at the same time, people like myself are not fully included. That's another issue I have with the world of religion. I notice in that world, Christians don't give themselves permission to be fully human with God because they feel uncomfortable being fully human with God. They feel uncomfortable being sad with God, mad with God, confused with God, concerned with God, worried with God, anxious with God, Poor with God. Broke with God. Struggling financially with God. Doubts with God. Skepticism with God. Disbelief with God. Even discussing sex and their sex lives with God. And even more discomfort with God by not even addressing their horniness with God. Those are aspects of the world of religion that have always troubled me. Because even the body of Christ, for example, I've seen them buying to the rest of the world. Ignorance when they talk about negative emotions. Emotions are not negative. It's what you do with them. And to try to be one way all the time, I see that in society. I don't understand why the body of Christ buys into that because the shortest verse of Scripture says that Jesus what. So, what I saw so, I saw a world that I never truly knew I saw a world that I never truly liked either because I was talking with my best friend and Leon Came to this conclusion, me and that person, that it's okay to have immature believers and the hypocrites leave when you are preaching prophetically because the mature believers and the genuine people will be the proper replacements I never understood why in the world of religion why was there an emphasis on having so much money but I think the church makes too much money I think they need to lose a lot of that wealth I think they can have the wealth but lose a lot of it because survivors like myself are worthy of money loss. you should be losing money with us when I say you, I'm talking about believers you should be losing money with us you should be rejected with us you should be suffering with us but instead they make us feel like you're not worthy of my suffering with you you're not worthy of my being rejected with you absolutely not worthy of losing money with you That stinks. What I see in the world of religion, that's also troubling to me, and I must confess, and this is something completely new. And what I'm about to say is going to be controversial, but It needs to be said anyway. You have a lot of people who the church calls to be a bishop, but God didn't call them to be a bishop. Just because the church says so, that doesn't mean God says so. Just because the church makes it so, that doesn't mean God makes it so. You have a lot of people who are bad at being bishops. You have a lot of people who are bad at being deacons. You have a lot of people who are bad at being deaconesses. You have a lot of people who are bad at being apostles. You have a lot of people who are bad at being priests. You have a lot of people who are bad at being pastors. You have a lot of people who are bad at being missionaries. You have a lot of people who are bad at being reverends. You have a lot of people who are bad at being archbishops. You have a lot of people who are bad at being presiding prelates. Um, you have a lot of people who are bad at being chaplains. You have a lot of people who are bad at being popes. You have a lot of people who are bad at being chancellors. Like I say, you have a lot of people who are bad at being pastors. You have a lot of people. Are bad at being cardinals. You have a lot of people who are bad at being creatures. You have a lot of people who are bad at being pulpiteers. You have a lot of people who are bad at being ministers. You have a lot of people who are bad at being parishioners. You have a lot of people who are bad at being congregation members. You have a lot of people who are bad at being congregants. Yeah, a lot of people are bad at being ministry leaders. Yeah, a lot of people are bad at being church leaders. Yeah, a lot of people are bad at being teachers. Yeah, a lot of people are bad at being monks. Yeah, a lot of people are bad at being evangelists. Yeah, a lot of people are bad being nuns. It's the absolute truth. Just because the church says you should do all these honorifics and titles, it doesn't mean that you are built for any of these honorifics and titles. And let's get to another issue. Let's let's discuss this. The concept of spiritual gifts, right? So you have a lot of people who who would say, well you're good at prophecy. But a lot of people are bad at prophecy. You're good at serving. A lot of people are bad at serving. You're good at teaching. A lot of people are bad at teaching. You're good at exhortation. A lot of people are bad at exhortation. You're good at giving leadership and mercy, but you're bad at giving leadership and mercy. But you're good at word of wisdom, word of knowledge and faith, but you're bad at word of wisdom, word of word of knowledge and faith. Um, but you're good at gifts and healings, miracles and prophecy, but you're bad at gifts of healings, miracles and prophecy. You're good at distinguishing between spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues, but you're bad at distinguishing between spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Um, but you would be, you would be good at being an apostle, prophet, teacher, but you're bad at being an apostle, prophet, teacher. You should, you'll be good at miracles, kinds of healings and helps, but you're bad at miracles, kinds of healings and helps. You'd be great at um, administration tongues and being evangelists, but you're bad at administration tongues of being an evangelist. But you're good at being a pastor, whoever speaks over under service, but you're bad at being a pastor whoever speaks whoever under service. Look, but you're good, but you would be good at celibacy, fellowship, and hospitality. But you're bad at celibacy, fellowship, and hospitality. But you're good at intercession, marriage, and effective witnessing. But you're bad at intercession, marriage, and effective witnessing. You'd be good at craftsmanship, interpretation of dreams, composing spiritual music, poetry, and prose. But you're bad at craftsmanship, interpretation of dreams composing spiritual music, poetry and and prose And then they'll wanna say But you're good at visions, but you're bad at visions. But you're good at work of miracles, but you're bad at work of miracles. You're good at discerning of spirits, but you're bad at discerning of spirits. You're good at service, you're bad at service. You, you're good at faith. you're bad at faith. So I say all that to say, that in church there's this awful habit of saying that people have these things these spiritual gifts but clearly they don't have these spiritual gifts and that's why the is why the church is in turmoil the church is in shambles and the church is in ruination and then some people will say the fruit of the spirit but you're good at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, and, and self-control, and contingency, and chastity, and modesty. But they're bad at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, modesty, contingency, and chastity. But you're good at benignity, and ...longinimity, but you're bad at longevity and benignity. Bad at these things. They would say, well, this person doesn't have any of the works of the flesh, but... They have a reputation for sensuality, impurity, sexual morality, adultery, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. They do. Even though, as church leaders, they're not supposed to have any of these qualities, again, they do. But you're good at meekness, long suffering, and temperance. But they're bad at meekness, long suffering, and temperance. I take it a step further. You have church people who have the works of the flesh, even though they act like they don't. You have church people. who who are known for sexual, morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivals, dissension, divisions, envy, drunkenness, origins, and things like these. So all these things don't just apply to people they think should leave the church. These all apply to congregants as well. Everything I'm saying actually. I would say that the church is better at mastering the works of the flesh than they are at mastering the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Like a lot of church people think that subconsciously that an abusive relationship with God. I came to that conclusion. When it's time for them to actually be rejected for God and suffering for God, they somehow find ways to do what is called blending with the culture. I can't tell Christians apart from non-Christians. I think I could, I never did when I think about it. Now, And I think about how. Make me go. I think these thoughts, from, and I'm about to freestyle them off the top of my head. Being a Christian for them is all about making the flesh and the spirit enemies instead of friends. They make the flesh and the spirit um, polarized instead of creating a harmonious oneness and wholeness infused together. Case in point: Instead of questioning their desires, you know, like making sure their desires are appropriate, the desire for money is is inherently innocent. But we can make um, the desire for money guilty when we teach a sanctified. Greed called prosperity theology. When we have the desire for mansions upon mansions, even though even though just have one, they'll go. I I want all I, I just want mansions. That is religious materialism and that kind of materialism offends God so there's nothing wrong with our desires but we can corrupt our desires by infusing them with extremism and with an addictive personality a lot of people that I'm seeing in church will like to say that see, you have the seven gifts of the Spirit. You got wisdom, you have understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and all the Lord. But you have parishioners and pulpiters who clearly lack all of these traits. Again, just because the church says that doesn't mean that God says. I started understanding that a lot of believers have what is called the seven deadly sins. Once in the pulpit and once we're not. I would say that the church is better at mastering the seven deadly sins than they are the seven heavenly virtues. I would say that pulpiteers and non-pulpiteers are better at pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth than they are at chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, kindness, patience, and humility. I would say in the Christian world, they're better at being cheered than they are at being cheered. It's easy to say a Christian when people are rooting for you, but when people are booing against you, a lot of them show that they're not Christians. They stain the name of Jesus by trying to look like they're for him, but they don't approve of Jesus at all. For example, to have heaven as the eternal prosperity gospel. What does that mean? It's when you make heaven God. You only worship God to go to heaven and because of the riches and the streets of gold, the pearly gates, having your own mansion. But you truly don't love God. You don't love God at all. You don't love Jesus at all. You don't love the Holy Spirit at all. You don't like the Holy Trinity. You don't even respect the Holy Trinity. You just want to have an everlasting la-la land as well as trying to have a temporal la-la land in, in, in this life, Earth, which is extraordinarily problematic. And these are pretty much the reasons why I left, there are more non-believers in the church than there are believers in the church. Church people don't like to talk about the fact that there are false believers and true believers in the church. There's more false believers in the church than true believers in the church. They have a habit of making the congregation God. His congregation desires that the woman will not preach. For example, you can preach against Black Lives Matter, but you can't preach against R. Kelly. A lot of the members in the Polketeers support R. Kelly. That's why they're preaching against him. But the whole disagreeing with Black Lives Matter. They'll go, okay. They're They're more accepting of that than R. Kelly. Accepting that than the R. Kelly um, criticism. (laughs) I'll talk about feminism in this episode. Those are the kind of things that have truly broken my heart. And another thing was. What I see in that world. Is the corruption of knowledge. Because in that world. When I say the more knowledge the more grief. I say that all the time. Because. The more. That. I have to educate myself. The more aspects of life clearly revealed that sugar, and rainbows, pie the sky, feed to the cream, are fake. Because Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 18 says, So with much wisdom comes much sorrow, and as knowledge grows, grief increases. So that's why a lot of them refuse to research and hate research. That's why a lot of them refuse intellect and hate intellect. That's why a lot of them refuse intelligence and hate intelligence that's why a lot of them refuse to study and hate studying because they don't want to admit deep down they don't believe any of the traditional biblical beliefs that they claim to believe they disbelieve all of those beliefs with act after say well i'm in line with those things spiritually as well as how i behave physically so everything they think say do, and feel are all out of fear instead of courage. Let me say that again. Everything they say, do, think, and feel are, are all out of fear instead of courage. Third and final time. Everything they think, say, do, and feel are all out of fear instead of courage. So, in closing, because I have two minutes, I want to say that I love being Unitarian Universalist. Um, how is Unitarian Universalism I'm distinctive from other religions? We have no religious creed, nor do we require members to adhere to any doctrines. A religion based on individual freedom of belief will encourage all members to pursue their own religious and spiritual journeys. I'm sharing new things so you won't go, oh my God, he, he's using to repeat himself. No. Um you use participating in prescribed rites and sacraments such as the Lord's Supper, Confirmation, Confession, Last Rites? Now, although we have proper ceremonies for important events, we, don't, we do not consider them sacraments. All right. Um, do ministers of different churches spouse different beliefs? Yes, freedom of belief extends to our ministry. our ministers as it does to each member. Beyond the individual beliefs, however, the minister provides as best they can in open, accepting, attitude for persons whose beliefs are different than theirs. Can a woman be a minister in the UU Church? Yes, as a matter of fact, the University Church of America was the first rich sanctioned a woman minister, Olympia Brown, who was ordained in 1863. What percentage of UU ministers currently employed in local churches are women? About 25% the highest number of any established denomination. What percentage of UU ministers are women? including those in training, almost half the ministers in the Unitarian University Association are women. Are there EU ministers who have entered the ministry from a non-Christian background Yes, they come from Christian denomination few days and other faiths? While no statistics are available in the religious philosophical backgrounds of our ministers most have come from the Christian tradition. What role does the minister play last, last one and now in this episode? Like leaders in other religions, the minister is a teacher, guide, preacher, counselor, administrator. The minister is to speak the truth. The minister is expected to speak the truth as they have come to know it. And to share that with the congregation, with understanding that members are to make up their own minds on such can hand, and that is why I am a secular humanist Unitarian. And I-